I'm Rosanna, and this is AFL Obsessed. After some moving issues, I'm back. We're in another place in Utah again, so we have to get used to the acoustics here. It's really hard to believe it's been two months already. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but the AFL season is over. And what an incredibly emotional ending to a -a one-of-a-kind season. The lead-up to the game itself definitely felt so 2020, with the pouring rain and potential for postponement, and even someone setting fire to a Richmond player's home in Victoria the night before. Luckily, no one was there or hurt in Blaston's place. But it's been a particularly unforgiving year. So keep on trekking and keep climbing. Now the off-season is here. I'm still planning to be around. I started my podcast last year in the off-season, if you'll remember. Just not twice weekly going forward, but I'm always here if you need to chat and about non-footy too. So AFL footy obsessed at Gmail and AFL obsessed on Twitter. Before we get to the game, I just have to applaud all of you Victorians. In Australia, you should all feel like victors. 112 days of lockdown the second time around, not including the 70 days in March, April, and May. I always think about the six months we spent in New York City and everything Andrew and I went through during the early stages of the pandemic when it hit the U.S., and that's basically the same amount of time you've had restrictions in place. So congrats on getting your overall numbers down and getting to the end of your stay-at-home order, which concluded at midnight a few nights ago on Tuesday after no new cases were recorded. So in Victoria, they're going to reopen retail, pubs, restaurants, and other businesses. And the cafes, bars, and restaurants will be allowed to reopen with specified indoor and outdoor seating numbers in place. I noticed that outdoor personal training and fitness is allowed back, and people are also allowed to gather in groups of 10, excluding infants, for any number of households, and outdoor entertainment venues can open up too, along with libraries and community venues, and that's more than you can get in New York City at the moment. At the start of this week, too, there were only 91 active cases in the entire state. But now let's talk the grand final in the Richmond versus Geelong game, and let's break it all down. After all of the pregame drama, I was happy the game was starting at all. So Andrew and I took like a three-hour nap just before the game. We were fired up and ready, and we were really excited to be in a cozy cabin in the mountains watching the grand final, too. But it quickly turned into a dizzying disaster in terms of injury and not the kind that you can like disengage from either. So six minutes into the first quarter, all of a sudden, it was like a bad freeway collision. There was a knockout concussion, a stretcher had to be rolled out, and then another person was cradling their arm. So we had to take another six minute break to address everything that happened. So Vlaston actually wiped out and was not able to come back on and Gaz went down in a caution tackle. And that was really hard to watch because I think everybody just really wanted that fairy tale ending for him. We wanted to celebrate his career with not fireworks, but just maybe a walk off into the sunset. And we were all just there to see his last game play out. So it was really, really emotional to see him just go to the ground. He was in obviously a lot of pain. And we were all just kind of holding our breath to see what the news would be, what exactly happened. It looked like something broke. 
And then 10 minutes later, gas came back on and it was insane. I mean, I know that I'm not even all that emotional, but I was very emotional seeing him come back on and we were just ready to see what he was going to bring. It seems like Richmond has broken the curse in a grand final because Prestia actually got the first goal. And this was just a highly competitive contest throughout. It was really exciting to watch. And the Tigers were down by 15 at halftime. So I really feel like Geelong made it so interesting, especially since Richmond was trying to kind of extend their dynasty as a returning defender. And then in the third quarter, Gaz went down again in pain. You could see him wincing on his face after another kind of gentler tackle push. And like I said, I was genuinely emotional every time the camera cut to him and every time they just showed his face because it's just hard to watch one of the greats be in that much pain. And at the start of the last and final quarter, Geelong was only two points behind. So I feel like all the drama and intensity was there. And then there was another dramatic fall. So Simpson kind of bounced between two players And he was basically out before he hit the ground and then his teammate fell on top of him. So that was another stretcher situation. And I feel like it just kind of added to the overall nervousness of the game and anxiety because you really, if you're on either side, you just want your team to do well and you don't want any more injuries. And I kept thinking the cats could come back after Richmond started running away with the game. I think I was just more hopeful for Gaz's final game. But really up until the last two minutes, when it became obvious that that wasn't going to happen, and then right after the end of the game, the camera cut to Gary Ablett Jr. just on the ground with tears in his eyes and kind of right to Danger's face too. So it was a bit of a dramatic ending and certainly not the score that I expected with Richmond taking it by 31 points. So my thoughts are just with Geelong and for Geelong, you've had an incredible season and I know that it was incredibly heartbreaking in the beginning when Gary Ablett Jr. was injured just a few minutes into the game, but you've had a really great season and I hope you're really proud of what you've done for the club and just getting all the way to the end. But let's move on to my breakdowns of the rounds, Pure Class, Hard Pass, and Just Trash. So for Pure Class this week, everything that was outstanding about the grand final, number one, just Gary Ablett Jr. again, (laughs) Gaz, the little master with his 357 game career as a superstar of the game, and just coming back on when we found out later that he actually had a broken shoulder. He really beast-moded his way back, and like I said, I was emotional every time the camera was cutting to him because he was obviously in so much pain. And I waited the entire ceremony following that because I just wanted to see his guard of honor. But sidebar, if you think of all the American games that you see, I think the reason why the AFL has always struck a chord with me is because of how much the players personally sacrifice for their teammates and for their team. So if a player goes down in American football, collegiate or professional, the player typically doesn't come back on. They're just not going to like Buddy Franklin or Gary Ablett Jr. it. 
where they just hulk themselves out or just get taped out and just come back. That's not something that you see. And you can see him trying to just be a body on the field so someone else can have a rotation of rest so he isn't completely out. So that's just something that I find personally very beautiful in the sport and I really appreciate because I just don't see that level of commitment but sacrifice for your team. And Gary Ablett Jr. did get all the way to the premiership. He's played in premierships before, but just because he knew that his team really needed him. And I think if he was 100% healthy and great, I think the game could have gone a little bit differently. But his guard of honor was so emotional again for me personally, and I'm sure for all Geelong fans. But if you noticed the walkout, not one Richmond player was wearing their premiership medal. Even in a moment that a post has said on Twitter that was all about them, they kind of put that aside and they paid respect to give Ablett the moment that he deserved. And that really is absolute class, the definition of it. And Reval has said that the idea kind of came from Dusty back in 2017. He didn't wear around his Norm Smith when everyone else had their premiership medal on because he didn't want to be the odd one out with two medals. And that brings me to number two for peer class. Dusty is the first player in AFL history to win three Norm Smith medals, and his goals in the game were spectacular. Number three, I know this isn't grand final related, but I just have to say, because it is grand final and premiership related, Easton Wood got his medal remade. So the AFL remade a premiership medal for him recently after his was stolen in a robbery earlier this year. And I just thought that was really sweet. As for hard pass this week, because there are some things we can bypass from the round. Number one, streakers hitting the field. I genuinely thought that there was a dual player injury at one point because they were taken down so fast. Two people swarmed the field at the same time at the GABA, and you couldn't help but think that there's no way that would be happening at the G if the game was there. But yeah, it's so unnecessary, and honestly, I'll never know how streaking became a surprisingly regular part of major sports games and public events, but hard pass there. And number two... Lee Matthews voting for Broad Not Short when it came to who was going to get the Norm Smith medal, but I mean, he is a legend, so all I can say is hard pass because I don't know an instance where anyone else has done that or admitted to it. As for just trash, which is anything that just belongs in the bin and we never have to address it again, number one, the fact that I said earlier, someone lit up Blaston's house, and two, just all the stretchers in this incredibly brutal game. Honestly, I feel like if any newbies were watching the sport, there's no way that they wouldn't be sold on it forever just because of the carnage that you're seeing. So what are your peer class hard pass and just trash picks for the round? I'm curious if you want to shoot me a message. My email is aflfootyobsessed at gmail and aflobsessed on Twitter if you'd like to share. But AFL Free Agency is underway as of Friday and runs until Friday, November 6th. And the trade period runs from Wednesday, November 4th to Thursday, November 12th. So there's been a lot of buzz and stories. The one I'm most interested in besides the news from my own club is what is happening to Trelore because it seems like he's just being pushed out of his club. And I'm sure there's more happening behind the scenes that we're not aware of, but we'll have to talk about all of that next time. 
But finally, thank you to Adam Saad and Joe Danaher for everything you've done for Essendon. And thank you, listeners, for a season of hope and friendship. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. Check on your friends and neighbors. We'll get through this like we have with footy. I'm virtually hugging you and we'll talk footy soon.